What's up, girls, gays, and theys? Welcome to The Thought Topic, a comedy podcast about surviving your 20s. And honestly, we could all really use some help. It's me, Christian, your thought therapist here to help guide you to the best of my thoughty knowledge on all things adulting. So, let's get it, shall we? Welcome back. It's another episode of The Thought Topic with me, Christian Sanchez, your host, thought therapist, and resident um, psychopath. I don't know. Anyway, hey guys, what's up? I would like to say thank you to everyone um, for the awesome feedback on the episode last week. I am still kind of figuring this out, but today I'm super excited to announce that I have a guest, ah, my friend Diani Cornell. She is here. She is the OG hot girl, y'all. Um, she is one of my best friends. She's funny. She is iconic in so many ways. So she is gonna share this episode with us and lay down some knowledge on, you guessed it, what it means to be a hot girl. Hence the title, you know. Um, yeah, so Diani's here. Her and I are going to talk about our friendship, how we became friends. She's going to lay some of her um, advice down on confidence, how to be confident, and this overall hot girl mentality. So before we get into it, I just wanted to do a little update check-in. Like I said, thanks to everybody who gave me great feedback on the episode last week. I'm just excited to be back in the swing of things and, I don't know, saying some silly shit that hopefully y'all laugh at. Um, I just would like to say, in the thought tale from last week, one of my friends pointed out, one of the thought tales I got was from apparently someone I know (laughs) who wrote in and was talking about their weird kinks and their weird fetishes. And one of them was um, being kicked in the balls. And within the message, they wrote the word sounding which I thought was a typo. However, another friend of mine reached out and actually it was my friend Joel, shout out, friend of the pod. He reached out and he was like, hey girl, so I'm listening to your episode. First of all, you're fucking iconic. Um, Second of all, yeah, I had to throw in my self plug there. Um, (laughs) But he goes, yeah, so actually sounding is a type of fetish in porn. It wasn't a typo. And I was like, oh really? And so I guess that is the verbiage for when you stick a rod through a pee hole in a um, penis, I guess. Did not know that. So, you know, I just wanted to share that information with y'all since I was confused and tried to be, (laughs) you know, I'm trying to figure this stuff out just as you guys go too. And so we're all here to learn and grow together about all things thoughty. So then Joel proceeded to send me um, some Pornhub links to what sounding is, which I opened and immediately closed out of because I was like, um, yeah, this isn't really my cup of tea. But honestly, go off to come and find me the Thought Tale submission from last week. Again, I hope you enjoy your fetish, but also that you're not in too much pain. <laughs> but yeah, I'm having a good week. I'm feeling strong. We're into the second week of the year. 
my best friend is here to, again, lay down knowledge on all things hot girl, hot girl activities, what it means to be a hot girl, you know, all, all, all good things. So without further ado, here is Diani Corn Yell. Diani, hi. Hi. Welcome to the Thought Topic. Um, I have to say, I want to, I want to tell you something right now. Um, you I'm were, scared. you were part of my inspiration for this show because oh. when, <laughs> so when I moved here, I, when I was in college, I had like a joke between my college friends that I was like the thoughty one. And so they would right, always, I didn't go to school, so I can't relate. Right. <laughs> um, college friends, what are those? Right. Wait, what's the university you say you go to? <laughs> DCU. What is DCU? Crib University. Crib. <laughs> Honestly, I used to visit my friend Sabrina in college at Ithaca, so like her college friends were pretty much my college friends. Right. But yeah, so I, when I was in school, my college friends would always like joke and call me the thoughty one. I'd be like, haha, and low-key cry on the inside. And then when I moved to New York and I met you... I was like, oh, my people. Right. Someone I can clown with. You were like, if only my friends met her. Right. <laughs> a real, like, a real, real thought. A real, real thought. <laughs> so, okay, real quick. Why don't we tell our thoughties out there how we became friends? You tell the story from your Okay, so basically, I was in the lunchroom eating my lunch. It was lunchtime. And Christian wasn't eating. <laughs> you know the vibes. No, I honestly think you weren't eating. She was drinking water. Um, so I was just in the lunchroom, and I was making plans with my friends for the night because we were going to go out, and not many of my friends wanted to go out that night. So I just turned to Christian, and I was like, okay, she's kind of cute or whatever. I honestly thought she looked like Bella Thorne. And I'm so scared. <laughs> so that, that is such an insult, but I know you mean it as a compliment. Bella Thorne is a hot girl. Oh, shit. Okay. I would be her friend. Debatable. Anyway, keep going. She's a little... <laughs> people say she's dirty, but I don't think so. <laughs> Literally. Anyway. So anyway, so I turned to Christian and I'm like, do you want to go out tonight? And then she was like, yeah. And then I was like, do you have any other cute friends that look just like you? And she was <laughs> like, yeah. So that's how we met. I invited her out to the club and we just started going out every single weekend after that. Literally. Well, and the thing is, too, is that because I had only lived here for maybe, like, two months before I met Diani at work, and at, in that time, I was in a relationship. Yikes. Had never been to the club. And I literally had never been to, like, a real club in New York. Like, I'd gone to, like, bars and shit because, you know, I like to <clears throat> drink alcohol. But... <laughs> Um, when I told you it was going to be free alcohol, I was like, say game changer. Like, I had to work the next day after we went out, and I was like, I literally don't care. I've been deprived of the New York City nightlife and going out and dancing and, be, and just like looking like a hoe in what, like January <laughs> or February? So I was like, yes, my people, let's go. So And I had just gotten surgery, so I was ready. But. Yeah, so when I first saw Diani, I was like, this girl is fucking hot. Like, she, you guys will see her Instagram. I'm sure, like, if you already follow me, like, if you already follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen her on my story. I am known on Diani's stories as her white friend. White skinny friend. They're like, who's your white skinny friend? I'm like, first of all, Mexican. Thank you. Put some respect on my name. But... Yeah, so when I first started hanging out with Diani, I was like, who is this, like, Fashion Nova model, like, bad bitch that... In a Sephora tunic. Right. So, anyway. But, like, that just speaks 
to how Diani looks. Like, she still, like, looked fucking bad even in this, like, potato sack of a uniform. So, yeah, she immediately just, like, added me on Instagram. She's like, okay, so we're going to go to this club tomorrow. Bring your friends. And I was like, oh, my God, she's so nice. Like, because, you know, New Yorkers have a reputation for being, like, rude or whatever, which... I, I don't know, I would say it has not been true in my experience, but maybe it's just because, like, people see me and they're like, oh, she looks kind of dumb, you know, I'm gonna be nice to her. I feel like people look at me and they think that I'm mean. I've gotten oh, yeah. that a lot of times, like, they, they feel as though I'm intimidating, mm-hmm. but I also feel like, just in that scenario, the way that I just came up to you and asked you that out of nowhere, it kind of ties into the confidence that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I'm the kind of person that could walk up to someone and just ask them something, like, at Which any I, time. Which I have seen you do, yes. <laughs> you're literally not afraid to talk to anyone, and, like, right. you're so friendly and, like, outgoing, and that was my immediate first impression of you, which I was like, wow, this girl seems cool as fuck, and that is always how I've tried to be. I used to get that when I was in college, too, a lot. When I would meet people in my program and shit, they would be like, oh, I was kind of intimidated by you when I first met you, which if you have ever seen me in person, I am like the least intimidating person. (laughs) But I think part of that has to do with when you're a confident woman, people are just like, oh, she must be bitchy or oh, she... Because she walked in the room with her head up. Right. And so part of what we're going to talk about today when it comes to being a hot girl, how do you dismantle I guess the idea that you know you're a bitch or that you're intimidating or that you shouldn't feel good about yourself just because you're a woman and you look good you know what I mean do you get what I'm trying to say so Diani in your own words what is a hot girl okay so I wouldn't exactly consider myself a hot girl but I guess Christian does so (laughs) I guess my definition for myself would just be Having confidence and doing whatever you want, wearing whatever you want, and saying whatever you want. Right. I mean, this whole, like, idea of hot girl, we all know, comes from Meg Thee Stallion. Like, you know, hot girls do this, hot girls do that. And what I have really liked about this kind of cultural movement is that it's really just encouraging women to just do whatever they want. and Feel good about themselves. That word. (laughs) unapologetically you yes the pronunciation go on but But i didn't go to school so what do i know she's educated (laughs) but yeah so i don't know i mean the whole reason i thought diani was qualified to come talk about this with the credentials the credentials yes it's just because ever since i've known her and my whole entire relationship with her since i've lived in new york has been just us having fun doing what we want to do and not feeling the need to explain ourselves to anybody you know and like that's something I really value in our relationship is that you know I feel like I can tell Diani my like most embarrassing dirtiest secrets and I never feel like you can tell me you shit on someone and I'm like she's like that's a regular day right (laughs) (laughs) while I drink my lemon water I'm probably gonna shit in like an hour so as someone who has like a lot of self-confidence how have you gotten so confident like what do you what's something you do every day to make yourself feel confident like what has your journey been to become like a hot girl so I would say something I do today to help with my confidence like day to day if I'm feeling like low or bad about myself I'll just put on makeup or get ready like it's so simple and it sounds like cliche but I feel like when you look your best you feel your best in a way 
Um, and I feel like that kind of dates back to when I was in middle school. I would just, like, do my makeup at home mm-hmm. and take pictures of myself and put it on MySpace or Facebook. Yes, MySpace. <laughs> no, it was also because my mom didn't let me wear makeup outside of the house. So I would just mm-hmm. do my makeup at home, take pictures, and then take it off before right. she came home and saw that I was wearing her shit. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Side note, she's literally ten shades lighter than me. So I had flashbacks the fucking house oh my god okay so for <laughs> those of y'all who are not educated on makeup lingo flashback is if you ever take a photo with flash on and your face looks white like you look and your like neck a ghost, is tan and your neck is tan you need to go back to the uh to the store and return whatever foundation you purchase because yeah i was wearing makeup. like cool rosy something oh no <laughs> and i'm a medium olive something right so yeah so that's something that I do from time to time now nowadays, um, but I also feel like my confidence journey definitely was with my weight loss mm-hmm. because I didn't even know that I had such... Well, I knew I had such a uh, low self-esteem, but um, definitely when I lost weight, my confidence boosted. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Like, what it, when did that start for you? Yeah. Like, why did you decide to do that? So, basically, in high school, um, I didn't care about my diet, like, at all. Because my mm-hmm. mom never... I don't want to blame it on my mom. My mom probably going <laughs> to listen to this and be like... I like, never told you to eat those you. tacos <laughs> and those burgers, okay? Right. Shout out to Donna. Right. But, like... Even, like, my sisters growing up, they're just naturally thin. They can eat whatever they want, and that's just not who I am. So I would eat whatever I wanted, and I would gain weight. And I never really had someone to say, like, you should eat this and not that. So anyway, that was pretty much my whole high school life. I gained a bunch of weight because I didn't exercise. I didn't eat well. And then after high school graduation, I was 17, and my dad just looked at me, and he was like, you look 30 years old. No, on God. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, if there's one thing you should know about Diani's family <laughs> is that they are the most blunt, yeah. most direct, like stereotypical Dominican family that lives in New York City. Like they are going to fucking tell you if you look bad. No, or, like if you look good, it is what it no, is. No, literally. And I feel like that's also helped me in life because like you can't fucking hurt me because my family's like already told me everything under the sun. It helped you get thick skin. Right, because... Just, we tear each other to shreds. And when we talk about other people outside of the family, like... It's even worse. If they heard what we say about them in my house, like, they would cry. But anyway, (laughs) that's my uh, toxic childhood. Back to my confidence. So anyway, so my dad looked at me and he said, you look 30 years old. And as a 17-year-old, that... Okay, if anyone's listening and they're 30 years old, we're not coming for you. You can be 30 and look great. You're not old. But at 17 years old, 30 sounds like 50, 60. Right. So um, he told me that, and then he also told me if I kept eating, I wouldn't be able to fit through the door. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. In the moment, like, it stung, um, obviously, but I know, but then he followed up with like, I'm telling you this because I'm your dad and like, I care about you and I really want to see you like live a healthier life. Okay. Um, so then he took me to the gym and he actually worked out with me, which is very helpful because instead of just right. throwing a fat ass in the gym and being like fucking go work out, right. he actually like worked out with me. Cause my dad's always been very active and into biking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, good for him for like committing to be like, Okay, I'm going to tell you, like, you should take your health more seriously, so 
what, uh, so I'm going to help you do it too. Instead right. of just like trying to criticize you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it sounds like more that he was coming from a place of like love as opposed to just trying to make you feel bad about yourself. Right. right. Yeah, so he definitely motivated me by going with me, mm-hmm. and I feel like it finally clicked for me in that moment, because in the past, my family, like my mom and my dad would always just criticize me for what I ate, and made me feel bad about myself, but no one really was like proactive and like trying to help me. Mm-hmm. So, that was, uh, you said when you were around like 17, 18, mm-hmm. okay, so how did you start to feel about yourself when you started noticing, like when you started losing weight, and you started to feel more confident, you start to feel like more active in general not that you have to be skinny to feel good about yourself right you know did you notice like a shift in the way that you saw yourself so to uh, piggyback off of what you said you don't have to be like slim or skinny to feel good about yourself but I feel like for me personally that's where my unhappiness came from like I always was very unhappy about my body image but I just never did anything about it Mm -hmm. Um, so when I finally started doing something about it and I saw results I did feel like so much better about myself because it's kind of like I figured out the formula right. to weight loss. Well, and it's you put the work in and you immediate, and you started to see the results. Like you were watching physical evidence of your hard work pay off, right? right? And in the beginning, I was really, um, I was eating a bit healthier. Like I wasn't eating like super healthy. I would just eat less and I would go to the gym and I would literally just walk on the treadmill. And that's uh-huh. something I was lacking at that point. In general, like I wouldn't move at all. So right. even just walking back then, like helped me lose weight. Yeah. So that kind of triggered something in me where I was like, if I can just walk and lose weight, how about I fucking run? <laughs> like how about I jog? Like maybe I'll lose even more weight. And that's how I started losing even more weight. Uh huh. So some time goes by. You get to like a weight you feel good at. You said you had surgery before. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us more about that? Yeah, so I had surgery at 22 years old, I believe. Mm -hmm. It was uh, January 2019. I did have surgery. Um, My mom actually made a promise to me that when I reached my goal weight that she would pay for my surgery. Um, And the main motivation behind that was like I was just super uncomfortable with my body image. So I had lost all this weight. And I was confident, but then, like, I had extra skin, and my fucking titties were hanging to the floor. And it just, <laughs> not only did I not like what I saw in the mirror in the mirror physically, but I felt uncomfortable just all around because, like, I would have to fucking lift my titties up at the gym, like, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, and my stomach was hanging, like, I had all this extra skin, and it just sucked because I felt like I worked so hard to lose weight. And then it's like, I still didn't look like what I wanted to look like. Right. Um, And my mom understood that and she definitely helped me a lot. Also, when I took my before and after photos for surgery, my sister took the photos for me because I had to send my surgeon a picture for my consultation. So he could basically say like, this is what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I sent him the photos, he was like, do you have kids? Or actually his assistant asked me if I had kids and I was like, that's enough. That for strike two, first it was you look thirty years old when I was fat, and now it's do you have any kids? Because you no look filter. The literally, no filter. and now it was uh, do you have any kids? Because you look like you've given birth Catch like children. three times. Oh Jesus Christ! And I was like, no, I was just really fat. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 
So that was that. Um, so what surgery did you end up getting? Because you got you got a tummy tuck, mm-hmm. right? So I got tummy tuck. I had liposuction in my back, um, my thighs, a breast lift, and implants all in one day. Okay, yeah. So to kind of like connect the dots here then, I met Diani right after you got your breasts mm-hmm. done, right? So, um, and what's something that's been so like cool and that I really admired about you is that you are just so transparent and open about yeah. that because I feel like I'm sure everyone is aware of this but nowadays it's more normalized for people to get cosmetic surgery done or get their body done or their face or whatever and I feel like there's still like this kind of shame stigma. behind it yeah and stigma that you know when someone does own up to it people want to judge them for it like oh my god they're so vain they're so full of themselves for getting work done or that people judge themselves for it and they try to deny it because they don't want other people to judge them. Which, like, I get to an extent, but I just feel like because there's so much, like, societal pressure for women to look a certain way, mm-hmm. we should just, like, be honest about what makes us feel good. And if you want to do something to your body because it's going to, in your case, make you feel better and feel, you know, a reward mm-hmm. for all this hard work you did then why not? You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like if I see someone and I know they're like surgically enhanced, I don't really ask like, oh, have you gotten this, this, and this done? If you look good, like you just look look good. good. Period. And I'll just compliment you like, oh, you look really good. The only time I'll ask someone like, hey, have you gotten this done or this done? Like before I got my lips done, I would ask people if they've gotten their lips done just because I was interested in getting the procedure. Right. And I wanted to know more information about it. But besides that, I feel like it's not necessarily anyone's business if someone has gotten something done. But I personally don't mind if people ask me because I just don't care. You bring up a good point, too, because I feel like just because someone had surgery, people want to, like, negate their beauty. Mm -hmm. So they'll be like, oh, well, she, you know, she's pretty, but, you know. Her ass is fake. But when she didn't have an ass, you were talking shit about a flat ass. Exactly. So it's like, you really can't win. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) No, you really can't win. So, I mean, there's, like, a whole plethora of reasons for that. Mm. You know, misogyny. Honestly, should we bring my mom on the show? We should. (laughs) My mom was supposed to get surgery. She could talk about that. Um, Donna is a fellow New York City thought, so I'm sure the demographic (laughs) would love her. Um, campaign to A mom thought. A mom thought. Campaign to have Gianni's mom on the show. I would say she's a hot girl. Yeah, your mom's a hot girl. She's not a thought. Mm -hmm. Because We're like hot girls and thoughts. There's, okay, let's let's say the difference real quick. Um, a thought is obviously, you know, someone's a little promiscuous. A hot girl doesn't necessarily mean you're a thought, but you can be a thought and be In a hot our girl. definition. Yeah. I will say, though, you can also be a thought and not a hot girl. Like, I think a lot of men are thoughts, but not hot girls. Right. <laughs> or hot boys. Just because you're a male thought doesn't mean you, you're confident or, like, I pop in. No, I agree. I feel like men who kind of sometimes men use like having sex with women to at least as validation. Exactly. And I mean, like, oh, I look good because I can fuck these many girls. No, you're just manipulative. Right. <laughs> well, and I feel like women experience that too, but in a different kind of way. But I think a lot of straight men, instead of like, you know, dealing with their like trauma or like emotional issues, will use sex with women as a way to kind of cope with that instead of, you know, working on themselves. Or I feel like a lot of guys who were, like, losers in high school use, like, sleeping around with a lot of women as validation, like, oh, I'm cool now. Right. So, okay, let me ask you this. So, have you noticed a difference in a way, in the way men treat you pre-surgery and post-surgery? Yeah. Okay. For sure. So... For instance, I was seeing a guy, or I saw a guy a few times. Okay, we hooked up a few times <laughs> before my surgery, 
And honestly, when I saw the photos, my pre-op photos that my sister took of me butt naked, I was like, how did I even pull men looking like this? Not saying that you can't pull a man like looking that way. But your self-image of your, like, right. your own self-image you just didn't feel good about. So you're like, wow, how could anyone find me attractive? Which is sad, you right. know? Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so this particular male I had hooked up with pre-surgery um, a few times, and then he ended up, like, being in a relationship or whatever. We will call him Ryan. Um, <laughs> his name starts with an R, but... Okay, Ryan. Anyway, so I met Ryan at the club, whatever. We had hooked up a few times. Um, super casual. Like, I had never... I think I went on a date with him once just because, like, he was hungry. And this was right before I went to his house. So he was like, uh, I got to eat, and I guess I have to feed this bitch, too. I'm weak. So, um, anyway, so I was just hooking up with him. This was pre-surgery. And then a few months um, before surgery, I hadn't really seen him because he was in a relationship. And then immediately after I came back from my, I went overseas to get surgery and I was there for a month. And when I came back, I had posted a photo of myself with my results and yes. my new movies. <laughs> new titties. And he didn't even follow me on Their Instagram. <laughs> he, hadn't even, he wasn't even following me on Instagram anymore. And I remember the day I was sitting on the toilet at work. And to get away from the sales floor because we're not allowed to have our phones out. So I would literally just sit on the toilet and scroll on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I had, he called me. He didn't even message me. He literally called me randomly and was just like, oh, my God, like, you look so good. Like, I really want to see you. And he had always made it clear that he had, like, a thing for fake boobs. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that answers the question. Before, he was, like, I guess kind of interested in me, but immediately, as soon as I got work done, he wanted to see me, like, on the spot. Right. Well, and I feel like what I've noticed about you, the, when I see you interact with men, disclaimer, there have been <laughs> so many times in my friendship with Diani where we're just, like, walking down the street in, like, normal outfits. We'll be, like, coming from the gym or, like, yoga or some shit. And I will literally see men, like, drooling, their jaws drop, and, like, literally, like, crawling on the streets to fucking talk to you. You know what I mean? And I have never seen someone handle it with such, like, class, but also make a joke about it. Unless right. they're, like, aggressive in, like, a in like a dangerous kind of way like if they're being right. like aggressive and make you feel unsafe, oh my god you'll be like homeless, go fuck yourself no literally a homeless man hit on me in this this last summer and he just said the most disgusting thing ever to me mm -hmm. well okay it's not because he's homeless but yeah it's new york there's crazy people right right <laughs> so okay, he just happened to be homeless and hitting on me but anyway i was just minding my business walking down the street and he was sitting at one of those like phone booth things charging his phone and out of nowhere, he was just like, oh, my God, blah, 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 you're beautiful, do, do, do. I ignored it. And then he said, I, would, I wouldn't pull out. Oh, would, He no. said, I would never pull out. And oh I was like, you God. are, I could, I could ignore the first part. You could say whatever. But, like, that was way too much. Like, I was like, you are fucking disgusting. And then yeah. I kept, and then I walked away fast. Because I was like, he's kind of crazy. So, so he might <laughs> Let me not try it. <laughs> no, but I've he seen might knock me out. Anytime we've gone out before or we're just, like, walking around the city, like, I've seen men come up to you and you'll be like, hi, I'm Diani. Here's my Instagram. And then they're like, oh my god, let me take you out. And you're like, no, but you can follow me on Instagram. Right. It's so funny. And it just cracks me up because whenever I, you know, sometimes I'm good at handling attention like that when I'm in an environment where I'm expecting it. 
Like, if I'm at a club and a guy tries to hit on me, if I'm not interested in him, I'll be nice about it, like, unless he's being annoying. Right. But, you know, when I've been caught off guard before, right, like, if I'm just walking down the street by myself, not really, like, have my headphones in, not paying attention, and some guy says something like that to me, I'm always, like, taken aback, and I'm kind of, like, awkward. Uh, oh, um, no thank you, please leave me alone. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, that's why I think you are just so good at handling attention from people like that, because you're not afraid to just be like, no, I think you're ugly, but you can follow me on Instagram. And it's so funny. And she, right, exactly. The funny thing is, is that they always do it. No, for real. (laughs) They always follow you because they're like, oh, well, she just completely rejected me, but I heard she wants me to follow her on Instagram. So maybe there's still a chance. So maybe there's still a chance, exactly. So I don't know. Especially now during COVID, you kind of have to ask people to follow you on Instagram because I can't see your full face. Yeah, with the the mask. In the moment, it might be a no, but maybe later on, if I see your profile and you're like a solid five, (laughs) maybe. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, what kind of what kind of men do you like? I mean, I know, but why don't you share with everyone what kind of men you're into? Okay, so I feel like it comes in waves because I definitely go through phases. So a few years ago, I liked men who had dark hair and beards. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter the height. Mm-hmm. Then I started moving. You hear that? The height didn't <laughs> matter, fellas. Well, you, had, you, couldn't, you couldn't be shorter than me. I'm 5'5". Five five. So if you were like 5'6 and up, you could get it. Right. <laughs> so that was my type back then. And then, I don't know, I went. it started transitioning. So it was just beard, dark hair and beard. Like you had to have a beard. Then it started moving into just like you had to be European. <laughs> so, But like not just a white dude. Like European, European. You have to have a thick European accent. You have to Italian, like French, Albanian. Right, like you have to be here on a visa. Like you don't have. You know what I mean? Like when I met Diani, she was. You have to propose to me on the first date. Pretty much, yeah. When I when I met Diani, she was deep in her Albanian phase. Oh yeah. And yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, when I met you, I was still getting over my ex because we had broken up. This is kind of sad, but... Because I'm like, we met in, like, March, and I had broken up with him the year before in July. Oh, I mean, but it takes a while, though, especially... No, it, like, took forever for me, because we were on and off for seven months. So, when we broke up the last time, I was like, is it on again soon? Mm -hmm. So, I had that false hope for, like, forever. Right. (laughs) Still hanging on. Still hanging on. I was like, maybe he's going to come back around. He never did. But anyway, um, my ex was Albanian, so he kind of started that... That trend. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you do when you want a guy to know you're interested in them? Like, how do you behave normally? Um, I've slid in DMs before. She is not afraid. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, wait a minute. Actually, I do have a story real quick. I remember one time Diani and I went shopping randomly, and we were walking down the street, and there's a guy sitting on the ground. And she goes, wait, he's kind of hot. And I was like, this was like pre-COVID, so no mask. And I was like, Diani, he looks like he hasn't showered in like a week. I don't, I don't know if he like belongs to the streets. You know what I mean? And she was like, wait, is he hot? I can't tell. I'm going to go ask him for a cigarette. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, girl, no. She walks away. She comes back. She goes, "Never mind. He's homeless. I got to go. Oh, (laughs) uh, never mind. He wanted a cigarette from me. Right. No. (laughs) And a dollar. Right. But the tea is, is like, Diani thinks the guy is hot. She does not give a fuck. Like she will go up and like talk to him, which again, that is hot girl energy. Having the audacity and the confidence to just do 
whatever you want to do. But anyway, sometimes so, I feel as though, like, if I think you're attractive and I want to go on a date with you, I want to hook up with you, whatever, I'm just going to fucking ask, because what's the worst thing you can say no? Right. And, or like, you don't, you don't beat around the bush. You'll be right. like, so, do you want to hang out or what? <laughs> Literally. So, um, yeah, I've slid in DM. I'll just what do say, you say, hey. Oh, okay. Hey, what's up? You're hot. I don't know. Right. <laughs> what you're else hot. You say? <laughs> I've never slid into someone's DMs because I'm a baby, so I'm always like, mm, they can come to me. I, You'll I know, like some of their photos. Right. I'm like, if that they'll slide in your DMs. Exactly. Like, you can attest. I'll, if I like a guy, I'll talk about them a lot, and then you'll be like, oh, have you talked to them? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I'm just admiring them from afar. Right. I'm like, I'm manifesting the energy so that they'll come talk to me. <laughs> I'm doing a love spell. You know the vibes. Anyway... So, in that case, what do you do when you feel like someone isn't into you? How do you handle rejection? I'm triggered. As high as Yanni is, everyone <laughs> feels rejection, you know? So, talk about that. Um, I'm like the queen of rejection, I feel. I feel like everyone that? that I actually want does not want me. So, okay. and I don't handle that well, because I'm just like, why? Like, why don't you want me? Yeah, I will. So the way that I handle rejection is I will ask you a hundred times why you don't want me until you block me. <laughs> like, on God. So the answer is don't take no for an answer. Yeah. Gotcha. The answer is don't take my advice. Don't be me. Don't, don't, don't do be a clown. <laughs> don't be a fucking clown. Oh my God. Okay. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you, why do you think, what's, what's the deeper reason behind why do you think you want someone that doesn't want you? I feel like it's kind of like an ego thing because it's kind of just like, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm completely confident. I do have my insecurities. Totally. Um, so then it's kind of like, I'll think about those insecurities and I'll be like, is this the reason why they don't like me? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of just want them to be like, this is why I didn't fucking want you. Right. So that way you at least know. You're right. like constructive criticism. Right. right. You're like, give me, fill out the feedback form so I can give it to the next I man. I know you didn't want me, but I need this information so I can work on the next dig. Right. <laughs> the next dig. <laughs> no, it's so true though. I mean, that's kind of what the hard thing is. I think about breakups or rejection in general is that period of self-reflection where you have to think about, okay, what did I do wrong or why don't they like me? That's when you kind of have to like take a step back and be like, okay, I this is the mistake I made. And when you don't know what you did wrong necessarily, it's hard to be able to like move past it because you constantly are thinking about it. I feel like especially as women, if a guy like goes- Especially as a Virgo, period. Right. <laughs> it's the overthinking for me. <laughs> right. But I feel like in general, you'll just play it over in your head like, what did I do wrong? Like if a guy goes to you or something, you're like, what did I do? What did right. I do? Is it because I queefed or is it because I texted him too much? Right, right. When like in reality, half the time it has nothing to even do with you. You know what I mean? Like, yes and no. So here's the thing. So I've been reflecting back on guys that I've ghosted. Uh-huh. And now when I get ghosted, I'm like, I kind of get where that person's coming from. Because someone could just completely, you could just completely not be interested in them. So, okay. First thing I will say is when I like someone, like actually like them, where I feel like, oh, I can date them. Sometimes in the beginning, I feel like I'm not myself. Uh-huh. And I, I'm you not... You have, like, a presentational version of yourself. Right, and then mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that presentational version of myself is, like, I want to self-destruct. Okay. Or it's, like, you know, where it's kind of, like... Like, you're, you're, you're self-sabotaging in that Yes. Give, okay, give us, like, an example. I don't know. Um, I, I'll just... 
when I'm around a guy that I like, I'll get nervous and I'll say dumb shit. Like, okay. you know, like lit or like, like lingo I'll use with my friends where we're just like being dumb and like not really caring or not right, having like right. an educated conversation. Okay. Um, and guys don't like that. Because then yeah. they're like, oh, she's just like dumb. She's there's just no a party girl. Right. There's, there's no, no substance. substance. Sure. She can't really hold a conversation because she's just like, oh, we love it. We lit. love it. Work. No, like, with one guy, I kept saying, we love it. Like, I couldn't stop. And work. I was saying work. I was on work for a minute. Oh, my God. That's something that I've realized about myself. And then also, like I was saying, is I've looked back and I've thought about times where I ghosted guys because they did little things to turn me off, and I was just like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, one time I met this guy at Tao. He came up to me, asked for my number, uh, we started texting a little bit. We mm-hmm. ended up hooking up. Okay, we went to like Sweet Green first, and then we hooked up. Uh, <laughs> no, we actually a, rom- did, a Murray Hill romance. We actually <laughs> did go to Sweet Green, but I only I ordered food for myself, and he didn't even eat because he was actually really attractive. Like he's a personal trainer, really good looking. His head is a little bit small for his body, which kind of <laughs> turned me off. So that had already been like, uh, oh I guess. But anyway, so. We had hung out. So the first time I hung out, I'm in his house. We did the damn thing. And then afterwards, during sex, he told me, don't touch my hair. And that was <laughs> that was a fucking turn off for me. Because I was yeah. just like... It's sex. We're like, intimate and I can't touch your hair. Like, I'm letting you inside of my body right now, but I can't right. touch your hair. Like, okay. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah. No, I would be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Don't so touch my hair. Or my pussy at that matter. Right. right. So that was red flag number one, where I was just like, ugh, that was... a turn off um so that and it didn't stop there because we hung out a second time Mm -hmm. so I went back for more because I'm a clown and the second time we hung out I was coming down with a little bit of a cold this was pre-covid right and we had hooked Mm -hmm. up and then afterwards I was gonna spend the night but I couldn't stop coughing Mm -hmm. so but I was still like in and out of sleep Uh uh-huh so I would like wake up, cough, and then go back to sleep. And he literally woke me up and was like, you're coughing too much and I can't sleep. Like, you gotta go. <laughs> and I was just like, Damn. now I'm literally never seeing you again. And he had hit me up so many times after that to like meet up and hook up. And I was just like, no. Like, he turned me yeah. off twice. Like, fool me once, shame on me. you. <laughs> what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Is that the same? Yeah, that's the same. Anyway, no. Okay, first of all, I hate it when guys are like, oh, I want you and to I'm come all, over. Wait, side side note, I'm pretty sure he took a photo of me naked. I think he did. Okay, this guy's a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch my hair. Don't cough in my bed. And then, I mean, okay, I guess in COVID-19, how about you offer? How about you offer me some water, some tea, or a cough drop before you literally just kick me out of your house? And you're like, no, you gotta go. Okay, what I was gonna say, though, is I hate it when guys want you to come over and sleep at their apartment, but they're like, oh, but I have to wake up early, and mm-hmm. then they're all pressed. I'm like, why did you invite me over then? Like, we can hang out another time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um... I used, I used to see a guy like that, and it used to really fucking irritate me, because I'm like, I don't even want to stay here. Like, I'll go home, and he's like, no, just stay here, but I need to go to bed. You know what I mean? Annoying. Anyway, um, yeah, so that guy fucking sucked anyway, but I will say, you know, I, I, I feel like you kind of just, as a person, if you struggle with this, you have to be able to find that boundary for yourself, where you're like, okay, this person cannot just treat me however they want right. to. Um. My mom always had the saying that she would tell me when I was a teenager. And at first I didn't really like it. 
Um, but now that I'm a little bit older, I kind of understand it a little bit more. She always used to say, or we teach people how to treat us, mm-hmm. right? And I think, you know, to some extent, people can only be responsible for their own actions. You know what I mean? And like, we should hold men accountable for treating us with respect. And so I feel like when I think about that now, now that I'm, you know, 24, um, and I've lived in the city for a while, and I've dated like different kinds of people, I think what I've realized is when my mom was telling me that, it was more about setting boundaries for myself mm-hmm. to protect myself. Yeah. So if someone, and I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but if someone crosses my boundary, then to stand up for myself and not just be okay with it. You know right. what I mean? And I feel like that was her way of trying to instill confidence in me as a kid, you know? Right. Like, don't let someone walk all over you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to, you are like worth value and you have so much to. Or like, if someone does something that you don't agree with or you don't like, speak up. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be passive. And mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be any deeper than that. But just being able to communicate, like, hey, you crossed my boundary or you did something to upset me or I didn't like. And I didn't like that you did that. It doesn't even have to be, like, a big fight or anything of that nature. But there's just a difference. communicate that. Exactly. There's a difference between being a pushover and, walk it and letting people walk all over you and being aggressive and fighting with people. Right. You know? I feel like for me in my relationship, my last relationship, I haven't been in one since, but it's been like three years. But in that relationship, in the very beginning, he would disrespect me or say things that he thought was funny, like joke around about me and just say things that would hurt my feelings and I would kind of like laugh it off in a way. And then I regretted it later on in the relationship because um, in the beginning, you know, you don't want to be aggressive and you don't want to be confrontational and you don't really want to like say things to upset oh, yeah. the person. Yeah. But then later on in the relationship when I was more comfortable with him and he would say things that would upset me, I would tell him and then it would kind of like, he would downplay it by saying, um, in the beginning, I would say things like this and it never bothered you. So why right. does it bother you now? Because, bitch, I was being fake in the beginning. I was giving you the 60-day trial of trying <laughs> to not be crazy. And now you're actually, like, bugging me. Right, yeah. Well, and you let it build up over time because you didn't say anything about mm-hmm. it. And, I, you know, there... It, I think in, to some extent, you know, there's value in picking your battles. Like, you don't want to make a fight out of everything. And I know that's something that I definitely mm-hmm. can have struggled with before. But... At the same time, it's still important, like you said, to set that expectation from the beginning. Like, no, actually, I find it disrespectful when you say that, so don't say that to me. You right, know what I mean? Also, what I've also learned looking back and reflecting is, like, it did, I did have that regret, like, oh, I should have just set him straight from the beginning. But also, he should have never been saying the things in the first place. Yes. That was the problem number one. Yes. You're not supposed to be respecting me or talking about my body image or just saying Putting things. me down. Yeah. Making me, making me try to feel bad. Those jokes should have never even been made. Exactly. Well, and that's what I think. That's where the line comes in between being responsible for your own actions and holding other people accountable for theirs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, you can stand up for yourself as much as possible, but at some point you you can't, like, constantly defend yourself to someone Mm who just wants to put you down. Mm -hmm. Like, that's their fucking problem, and that's not a reflection of you. Right, because that's not comedy. Like, especially, like, it's... It's comical when you're with your friends and you're, like, cutting ass on each other. Like, yeah, like, you're cool. all grossing you, each other. Yeah, you know each other's boundaries. But, like, yeah. when you're in a relationship with someone and this is the person that you're, like, having sex with. And the most you're vulnerable in, with. Right, and then you're intimate with. It's kind of like you shouldn't be making comments about, negative comments about their body image. That's just wrong. Right. And it's just not funny. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why I, like, I've said to any guy I've ever dated before, like, 
don't make jokes about my appearance. Don't make jokes mm-hmm. about, like, these are what my boundaries are. Like, don't make... One, a big pet peeve of mine is I hate it when guys try to make me feel stupid mm-hmm. because just because I'm fun and I make jokes about myself being like, oh my God, I'm such a clown. I like I don't actually think about myself that way. Like I'm, right. I'm educated, like I'm driven, I'm ambitious, and I think very highly of myself. That's why I'm able to laugh at myself. And so I hate it when men try to like make women feel dumb or seem dumb just because they're able to laugh at themselves. Right, or it's have like, their goofy moments. Exactly. Like I would much rather be around a girl who's able to laugh at herself or be around anyone, period, who's able to laugh at themselves than someone who constantly takes themselves too seriously. Right. You know what I mean? And there's a time and a place for everything. And I feel like um, in the past with guys, like I would be hella goofy because like this is not a fucking job interview. Like, I'm not going to have my customer service voice on. Like, we're, we're kicking it. We're kicking back. Like, dating is supposed to be fun. So why am I going right. to be so serious if we're going out on a date or hooking up or whatever? Right. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Can you think of What's a time? What's my body count? No. <laughs> okay. Actually, I think the whole idea of body counts is problematic because who fucking cares? Um, I think how you treat people is what matters. Anyway, that was my opinion. Um, but... <laughs> Um, okay, so, Diani, can you tell us about a time you felt like you didn't give, like, a single fuck? Like, you were just like, fuck this, I don't care, and you felt like you truly didn't care and you were unbothered. Okay, so, this is a story that I'm not proud of, but I will tell it, because yes, in this please. moment, I really just did not give a single fuck. Give us the dirt. So, <laughs> it was December 31st, 2019, I was with my friend Jessica, and we are just getting ready in the house, we didn't really have any New Year's Eve plans. Mm-hmm. So, this guy that I had, hooked, I had hooked up with a few times hit me up and was saying that he was having like a little thing in his apartment, which he lives like down the street. He was having a little thing at his apartment and he was just drinking with his friends and his brothers. So I was like, all right, cool. So, and I actually like, liked him. Yeah, you were, yeah. I, I was you into, were into him, him. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh anyway, that's a story for another time. There's another time he like fucked me over. But anyway, so this was that time. So we get to the apartment, we're drinking, we're having fun, it's 12 o'clock, it's New Year, woo woo woo, we all cheer, whatever, and then he leaves the apartment because he was like, oh, I purchased tickets to this club and I have to go to this party because I already paid for it, whatever. So he leaves me in his apartment with my friend Jessica, his two brothers, and like all his friends. (laughs) So I was already drunk and I just got progressively more drunk. Good. So (laughs) at this point, I'm just waiting for him to come back because... In my head, I was like, um, I guess he's inviting me to his house because he wants to bang me at the end of the night. Right. So, (laughs) I already had this whole scenario in my head where he was going to come back home, we would have sex, and then I would spend the night or whatever and just go home. So, in my head, that was my crazy scenario. I guess he didn't have that plan. But anyway, so, (laughs) the entire time until he came back, I was texting him like sexting and just like oh I can't wait for you to come back blah 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 and he was like reciprocating he's like yeah I'm gonna come soon so whatever so it's about three o'clock four o'clock in the morning <laughs> he is not here yet everyone left my friend Jessica even left me so She's I'm like, still good luck, girl. <laughs> good luck Charlie I'm still waiting in his apartment it's just me his brothers and then this girl that had just gotten there like 10 minutes before so it's the four of us in the living room. I'm low-key cuddled up with his brother, but not even on some, like, I would do anything with his brother shit. It was just, like, You're his shy. brother's, like, this small little guy. So it was just chilling. I was kicking it. 
So, so side note, Diani tried to set me up with this brother, and it was not it. Anyway, keep going. We will call him Jacob. Jacob. So, <laughs> Jacob is the guy who left, who, whose apartment it was, the one that I wanted to hook up with. He hadn't come back yet, so it's just us four in the living room, this random girl, and this is when I didn't give a single fuck. So, she comes out of nowhere, and she's just like, oh, are you waiting for Jacob? And I'm like, are you waiting for Jacob? <laughs> And then she goes, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm fucking Jacob tonight. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm fucking him. And I was drunk, and this is not okay. It's never okay to attack a girl like this over a fucking guy, a fuckboy at that. So, yeah, we just started arguing, and I just really didn't give a fuck. Like, in my mind, I was like, I don't know her, don't care to know her, I just know that You were Jacob on a mission, you had your objective, you were like, I'm here to get Jacob's dick, and I don't care what's in my way, yeah. I am going to get that dick. Yeah, I, I wanted Jacob's dick, and that's all I cared about. So we were just going back and forth, and then I started coming at her appearance, which was not okay, oh, and I learned from that, that was not okay, and it was never that deep, girl, like... Jacob or some two minute day for <laughs> literally. Oh my god, you that's the real, that. that's the real tea. Like I did the absolute most, and just rung in the new year, pretty much crying in my bed because it just got really awkward. Me and her just kept going back and forth. She was like, "All right, I'm leaving," and then his brothers were like, "I'm we're leaving too." So then I was like, "I'm not about to just be like here alone waiting in the apartment for him like a crazy bitch." Because I already made myself look crazy in front of his brothers. <laughs> so then I went home, cried in my bed, and now I can say the lesson was just, it was not worth it. I should have gave a fuck. I should have uh, given a fuck. You should have, I think you gave a fuck about the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, or like, you shouldn't have given a fuck about like that girl. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, what I'm trying to say is, is like, I feel like you shouldn't, you should have just been like, all right, this dude's a clown. He clearly invited another girl here. Right. I'm out. Like, he mm -hmm. can have fun with her. But instead, <laughs> instead you I came your at guns her. And you were like, no, I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm getting my nut. I'm getting right. my two minute dick. I'm getting this two no minute dick. No one can take this granola bar dick away from me. Right. <laughs> no, literally. That's so funny. And now I'm just like, he's a clown. He's a fuckboy. And it was absolutely not worth it. At all. And then one time I even slept at his... Okay, so I had hooked up with him one time. He would call me at random hours, so... And I lived on the block. So he called me at like 3 a.m. And here I am, fucking available as hell. Jumped on it. Um, yeah. No, wait. Oh, okay. One time he actually did that and told me to come downstairs and didn't respond. And so I was, you were like just waiting? Just in waiting. In building? No, I was waiting at my building. I went downstairs to smoke a cigarette. But he just <laughs> never responded. So he ghosted me that time. So then there was this other time. He hit me up, like, 3 a.m., whatever. I just went to his apartment. He was like, the door's open for you, whatever. We hooked up. And then in the morning, he ordered himself breakfast and didn't even ask me if I wanted anything. That's And so, ate it oh, while I was that's there. That's so rude. Would you, mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's so rude. And then I came back for more on New Year's Eve. And then I came back for more even after that instance. And yeah. <laughs> that's another story for another time but he wow. just made me look dumb so many times yeah well and I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier or did I just make like, myself look dumb it was a little uh, bit of both I think I mean yeah obviously I did the most and he did so little a little bit <laughs>
He was doing so little and I was doing so much. He did so little, like, outside the bedroom, in the bedroom, <laughs> um, granola bar dick. That's all I have to say. Anyway. What does granola bar dick mean? Have you, you know, like, those little chewy granola bars? Oh, you they're eat like, in, like, a minute? They're, like, 90 calories. You can literally, yeah, <laughs> smash, like, 10 of those in, like, a minute. That's, that's this guy. <laughs> his, his dick is 90 calories and... You, it's a quick snack. You can mm-hmm. eat it on the train. Anyway. <laughs> right. Let me not roast him. Anyway. Right. And I feel like you don't really crave chewy bars. It's like when it's there, you'll eat it. Right. So, I don't go to the grocery store and walk in and I'm like, yo, I really want a fucking chewy bar. Right. You're not going to fight someone else in the grocery store for some chewy bars. Right. <laughs> anyway. So I'm glad you learned that lesson about yourself. Um, what's like a, What's like a lesson you, I guess, would say to your younger self or maybe someone who's like, you know, because we're, we're getting to our mid-twenties. We're getting older. What's some advice you would give to someone who's, like, 18? Or even, like, our younger, like, thotties out there who are just starting to, like, date and, like, want to have more self-confidence, want to have that hot girl energy. What's some advice you would give them? What's a thought tip? Um, so my advice to them would just be be yourself, um, your friends. It depends on their age group. So I feel like if they're in high school, um, I feel like a lot of the time in high school we get caught up in, like, friendships and drama. And it's just – and – guys in high school all those people in high school do not matter they mm-hmm. will not matter in 10 years from now you won't even remember them right so just don't sweat that and then also like fuck boys just just move on just move on <laughs> and when you see the red flags like honestly just i'm still working on it myself but just move on all the signs are there but i feel like sometimes as a younger woman you have to go through those experiences to learn yeah because then how else would you know like because these men are really manipulative like they will make you think you they want you literally the amount of times i've had like a guy say to me like christian you are the love of my life like Mm -hmm. i want to marry you and i'm like i've known you for two fucking weeks and like Mm -hmm. if i was 18 hearing that shit i would be like oh my god this guy like really (laughs) loves me like we're gonna get fucking married and have like a little dog together and we're just gonna have a great time but like it wasn't until you know like i got a little older and wiser that i realized Oh, men, men will literally will say, say anything. anything. They will literally say anything to try to have sex with you mm-hmm. or try to like be in control of say your anything relationship. And do anything. Yeah, they, it's they about, will open the door. They will buy you dinner. They will order you drinks. They they'll, will they'll do pay anything. for your Uber. They'll like, pay for the Uber. They'll give you clothes for you to sleep in. They'll offer you everything. Right. Just so they can get what they want and have the control in the relationship. And then once they fuck you, they're like, okay, bye, I'm going to eat breakfast in front of you. Right. And not even ask you if you want anything. I don't even do that to my friends. Anytime Diani sleeps over, I'm like, right. what are going to eat? I have snacks. And she eats all my um, garlic dip. But. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, I think that's good advice. I, but I, I see your point too. When I was that age, you know, I had to, I had to go through it. You have to kiss the frogs. You have to kiss the frogs. You have to fuck the frogs. You have to. You have literally. To really, you have to do multiple frogs. I definitely <laughs> fucked some frogs. Like they really I looked like frogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I mean, so I think that's a good thought tip of the week. You know, I think when it comes to being a hot girl and having that self confidence, it's really just about loving yourself more than you care about the opinion of anybody else, and that's right. really where that self confidence comes from. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that was our um, thought tip of the week per Diani's advice. So if you're ever doubting yourself as a hot girl, just remember all the great knowledge and the tips and advice. Wisdom. Wisdom. (laughs) Wisdom! (laughs) Um, Diani dated a guy named Wisdom. I'm just kidding. Anyway. (laughs) So 
Um, that brings us to our last segment of the show, which is Thought Anthem of the Week. You guys know I love doing this every week because we like to share music and be a little less hashtag basic every week. So, Diani is going to share with us her Thought Anthem this week. So, girl, take it away. What's your Thought Anthem? Okay, so my Thought Anthem this week, Jessica put me onto this song and I've been playing it every single day because I am a hot girl, but I'm also a sad girl. And this song has pretty much just been making me cry alone in my room. I'm so dead. it is Supermodel by SZA. I'm dead. Yeah. I feel like... I had a SZA song last week. Oh, I had Drew Barrymore last week. That was so good. Um, my favorite line is... Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't see myself. Why I can't stay alone just by myself? Wish I was comfortable just by myself. With myself. Ooh! Actually, yeah, that relate that relates to what we were just talking right. about. Because it's kind of like she is saying, like, oh, I wish I was just comfortable with myself. And then you kind of think about it. And you're like, wait, same. And then you kind of overcome it in a way. Yeah. Damn. Well, SZA is, like I'm telling y'all, like I did last week... That album control is life changing. No, I got twenty million new streams like since January on Spotify. She tweeted it literally, and then Jessica sent it to me, and she was like, uh, "This is you," and I was like, "No, dead ass, I contributed to that." <laughs> Diani was the sole provider of all of SZA's new streams dead in twenty twenty one. Streamed that song twenty thousand times. Every- I had it on repeat the other night, and I went to sleep. Oh my god. Side note, Diani also likes to listen to sad music to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Every time I sleep over at her house, I'm like, can you shut this off, please? <laughs> it's like, it's consistent of like SZA and then like Elvis Presley and then like random like sad Spanish Kenny Rogers. Music. Kenny Rogers, yes. Yeah. But anyway, Supermodel by SZA from the album Control. Check it out. Like I said, if you've been sleeping on it since 2017, get your life together like Diani did and go listen to the fact it. That I just discovered it is kind of sad. But it is really good. It's a great album. It can help you with your sad emotions. You can relate to it in a way where you're like, yeah, actually, why am I not comfortable with myself? And then she also talks about sleeping with his friend. So that's like, that's hot girl shit. SZA walked so Summer Walker could run. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all we have for y'all today. Diani, thank you so much for coming on The Thought Topic and sharing your knowledge with us as... You know, my, one of my OG thought friends. Um, Diani, tell the fellow thoughties out there where they can follow you, find you. Okay, um, so yeah. you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. My handle is Diani Cornell, which is D-I-A-N-Y-C-O-R-N-I-E-L-L-E. On yes. those three handles. And then, what else do I use? Oh, your makeup page. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I almost forgot I'm a makeup artist. Yeah, so, I mean, I, we... It's because I'm unemployed right now, but anyway. <laughs> so, my makeup page is Dewy Bronzy Glowy on Instagram, and I haven't really posted makeup content in, like, a few weeks, but I will post more content, little makeup clips, and tutorials and stuff like that. DM her if you want your makeup done. She'll give you a discount for dick appointment makeup yes. sessions. <laughs> <laughs> the package includes, like, waterproof mascara, all Sex of that. Proof. Sex proof. Sex proof makeup, y'all. Anyway, Diani, thank you. And mints. And, and mints. Um, Diani, Summer's thank Eve you. Wipes. Thank you, thank you. God fucking damn it. Okay. You're welcome. Yes. Um, we hope to have you back soon. If y'all liked hearing Diani, um, go follow her. Go watch her YouTube. If follow you didn't her. like hearing me, go to hell. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but um, if you did like her, go follow her on TikTok too. She's fucking hilarious. I love you. Thank you for being my friend. 
Um, and that's all we um, and that's all we have this week, y'all. So um, make sure you are following the thought topic that is thought with a zero on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now Stitcher. Yeah. And um, that's all we have for you today. So I will see y'all next time. Mwah.